listening, Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Before we jump into today's guests, I want to talk with you about a couple things going on with Glistening Particles. First of all is a brand new webpage launched last week. Take a look at it, glisteningparticles.com, and if you like it, would love it if you'd share it out with your friends and family and, you know, strangers, whatever. We talk to anybody here, so share it out there. And there's a few more things coming. I'm going to have an email list up there, so be sure to log on and let me know where you are. All right, let's get to today's story. In this episode, I'm talking with Conan and Callie. They're a couple from Argentina, from Buenos Aires, exactly, who are in the United States, and they bought a camper, and they're driving around and seeing all the national parks and really enjoying the beauty of America. I found them on Instagram because I somehow seem to follow a lot of van life people. <laughs> Maybe it's my future thing. And what I found was that when I met them and chatted with them, they are just so genuine and so sincere, and their story is absolutely um, lovely. Lovely is the best word. You'll find a phrase that Conan uses regularly throughout the episode, more than once, and um, you'll have to keep an eye out for it, and at the end I'll talk about it, but it's a phrase that has stuck with me and that I use often now. When I feel like things are getting stuck, I use that phrase. It sort of just lifts me out of it. So these two are definitely one of those situations where I think I just fell in love with them as a team and a couple and their story and the way that they're dedicated to what they do and just enjoying life to the fullest. So here we are, Conan and Callie. Hi, Conan and Callie. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Jean. How are you? Thank you very much for having us here. I am great. I'm gl- I wish I was there, though, because you're somewhere much warmer than here. So so where are you guys right now? We are in Los Barriles, uh, near San Jose del Cabo in Baja, California, Mexico. South. So in Mexico. Nice. And what is it? It's pretty warm there, right? It's probably like... Super warm. (laughs) It is like... It is like... 70 or 80? No, it's like 85 85. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, so just for the listeners, there might be a time where we have to stop and have them go outside because they're actually in their RV right now and it could get kind of hot, right? (laughs) Okay, so yeah. so let's start with telling people how we how we met, and um, this will be another one of my glistening particles stalking Instagram scenarios. <laughs> so um, I was following this other van life pe- this other van life group and uh, or couple, and I think that's how I stumbled upon you. But I loved your story because I have a little bit of personal fascination with Argentina, and so I saw that, 
And then um, what, I just saw your pictures come up and things like that through Instagram. And it just looks like a really great story. I think that's how it started, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. We actually got your message in a day, which we weren't having a good day. And the day finished with your lovely message. And it just changed the day completely. And we're so happy with the message you sent us. We're uh-huh. like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah, that made our day. We were having yeah, a hard day and it was like just everything was going downhill and <laughs> like, oh my God, I need a break. And then, yeah, we received your your invitation to to be on your show. And we're like, oh, nice. And we just recently got in all the podcast um, scenario. Uh, we in, we've we been introduced to the podcast like a couple of months ago. So it was pretty exciting when mm. we got your message. Yeah, they're yeah, a pretty crazy fact, world, aren't they? There's so many of them. Yeah, right? yeah, so many. So maybe if we got your invitation like three months ago, we were like, what the hell is a podcast? <laughs> and who is this this crazy woman stalking us on Instagram? It would have been like that. I know. I know. So I'm glad I glad that timed out. It's funny how that always times out so nicely. And actually, I felt the same when I got your response and you you were all in. I'm like, oh, this is so exciting because I love, I love meeting new people. And what a cool way to do it, right? I mean, you're sharing your life with people through your story. And I'm sharing mm-hmm. stories through my podcast. So it was really, um, it was meant to be, right, you guys? We were just all meant to yes. be, like, together. Yeah, it's all good. All right. So um, why don't you describe a little bit for people, like, what your life is like right now, like, what you're up to that um, means that you have the story to tell? So <laughs> today, uh, for, so today we're in Mexico. We got here like three months ago, and we're planning on going back to the states for spring. Mm-hmm. So we're not far from going back there. Just spending the winter here, getting some warm weather, and not being stuck in foots and foots of of snow. <laughs> Good plan. I think everybody can agree with that. <laughs> Sorry. So. But I think, um, and what what you're doing is you're living out of an RV, right? And yeah, yes. And you've been doing this for how long? Have you been RV van lifer people? How long has this been? So we bought our first van in Argentina, let's say like three years ago, aroundish. Yep. After a trip we took to Australia, that before that we never considered living in a van mm-hmm. or in a car or whatever. Uh, we would travel, but in couch surfing or hostels or whatever. And it was this trip in Australia that actually opened our mind because there there's a super big van life community and we would meet all this group of people that were traveling in vans. And we started checking them out like, hey, sorry, can I check out your van? And we saw that they were really comfortable, spacious, nice well-designed and everything. And we're like, wow. And even you would see all ages, like from teenagers to families to even gray re- retired people that they mm-hmm. even call themselves gray nomads. Gray nomads. So, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so when we came back from that backpacking trip in mm-hmm. Australia, uh, we were like, hey, we should buy a van and yeah. start traveling with a van instead of hitchhiking and pitching mm-hmm. the tent every day and yeah we bought we bought our first van we furnished it and took a trip to Patagonia 
And yeah, on that trip, we blew up the motor. Well, right before the trip, we blew up our first motor. And coming back from that trip, we blew up the second motor. And then we're like, this is not working. No, and you felt, you felt cursed. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, the well not us. The van the was, van was cursed. cursed. Yeah. Okay. Like, there was a motor, the cables, the gas, gas tank would had a hole. Like, so many things happened. It was a love and hate relationship hmm. that we had to let go. We so it was like, the evil van. Not the evil van. Yes. Yeah. So we yeah. loved it, but it had to go. And where were you guys live? Where, like, you were in... Where were you from? And then you went to Patagonia. Where were you from? Yeah. You're both from Buenos Aires, which okay. is the capital city of Argentina. And we moved to Patagonia. It was, I guess, two years ago that we yeah. went. We were there for nine months living. It's quite stunning then, there, right? It's quite... It I've been is, looking at pictures of beautiful. it. I'm like, I need to go there. That's next on my list. Well, my list of like 100 places, but... Yeah. And, and okay, what did you do there? What did you do for work in Patagonia? Uh, well, it, it started as a trip as a family vacation with mm -hmm. my my dad and my brothers. That was like a 15-day vacation with all of us. Mm -hmm. And there, our like, third or fourth day there, I meet with some friends because I, I normally go to Patagonia a lot. So I meet up with some friends and they're like, hey, we're we're about to start shooting a documentary. And we always talked about working together, and that never happened. Do you want to participate? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, okay, it's one month, and that's it. Like, okay, cool. Instead of having a 15-day vacation, I will work mm -hmm. one month and then take my 15-day mm -hmm. vacation. And then one month work turned into nine, and 15-day vacation never happened. <laughs> and we ended up staying... Yeah, Kelly had to go back to Buenos Aires. I don't remember yeah, or was, what. Because we, because we had to get our stuff, because we just had things for like a vacation, mm -hmm. and now I was like, okay, I'll just go back to to Buenos Aires and get like the stuff we need to right. live here. Right. Because um, that was not in the plan, and it was beautiful. We had a really good time. Like. I didn't have any problems staying there. I was like, yeah, why not? This is beautiful. Let's stay here. Yeah. We didn't even thought about it twice. No. It was just like, yeah, let's see. Yes. This is better than being in the city jungle. So you grew up in the city, though, both of you, right? Yeah. yeah. So pretty, very urban, very urban lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sub suburb and city, yeah. Mm -hmm. And now this is like pretty much the opposite of it right what you're doing now <laughs> and what you did even in patagonia it was very different right yeah well patagonia it kind of assembles a lot like the rockies in the states or the alps in in europe but the difference is that nobody's there hmm. there's a lot of solitude it is pretty remote yeah. it's really remote hmm. so you're there and you might be alone for weeks and well, of course, not if you're in, in a town, mm -hmm. but if you go to, into a national park in Patagonia, you might be there for weeks alone and don't mm. see anybody, not even a ranger. Really? And that, that's something that attracts a lot of Europeans and people from North America to go to Patagonia because, I don't know, they go to Yellowstone in mm -hmm. summer and it's crazy crowded. They get traffic mm -hmm. and there you can be in high season and there's nobody. So it's mountainous, and yes, and there's snow there sometimes. 
in the winter. In the winter, yeah. And there's glaciers. Lakes, a lot of lakes. Lots mm. of lakes. Lakes that even, there's one that is pretty big that when you see it, you cannot believe it's a lake. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so big. So it's beautiful. So you left that to come here. <laughs> yeah, well, I lived in Patagonia for uh, before being there. This last time with Cali, I've been there for a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time down there. And we're young, so it was time to see more of the world. And, uh, yeah, when, when we ended up blowing up the second mortar on the Volkswagen going back to Buenos Aires, we're like, okay, we have to replan. And mm -hmm. I was talking to my brother who was in California by the moment. And he's like, dude, there's so many RVs here. You should fly here and just buy one. Mm -hmm. He's like, look, I'm, I'm having a coffee in a coffee shop. And there's an RV just parked across the street. Mm -hmm. And he started taking pictures just to show me. Because, again, in Argentina, there's not a van life movement. So oh. we, we barely ever saw an RV. Oh, gosh, yeah, they're all over the place yeah. here. All oh, over yeah. the place. Right. So he started taking pictures of this RV. I'm like, oh, my God, that is great. And, yeah, he ended up talking to the owner, and he told a, he told our story. My brother told mm -hmm. the owner of the, of the RV our story, and he's like, well, I cannot drive it anymore, so if your brother actually comes here to buy yeah. one, put me in contact, and I can sell him mine. That's not the one you have. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yes. I know that part of the story. We talked about it's, this the other day about about your van, but I didn't know that your brother had seen it across the street, and that's how you have yes. this van. Yes, exactly. Wow. We were very that's like lucky. Magic. How does that happen? It was it was meant to be because we, <laughs> in fact, when we got to to the states, we flew to LA, and by the next day, we we rented a car, and by the next day, we went to see this guy. And we saw it and we're like, yes, we'll take it. How much time was in between was like that so conversation of, of your brother in the coffee shop and you're there about to buy it? It was two months, three months. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, two, three months. Wow. Yeah, we had to rebuild for a second time mm -hmm. the engine for the Volkswagen, so Sally. Uh -huh. And our original plan was to drive from Argentina all the way to Canada. And people do that. Like when you tell me that, I'm like, are you kidding me? People do yes. that? Oh, yeah. And they do a that. Lot a lot of people. For people who Every, don't know that, people do that. A lot of people <laughs> are doing that. Right. Both ways, from the States to the tip of uh, Argentina and the other way, from Argentina to Canada. Yeah. That's so cool. It's a big trip. Like, it's it's really long, but it's be like we met so many people that done it and, man, amazing stories. I still have to research that because I want to understand like how long that takes. Like if you were going to do it in a, not like drive every day, all day, but like how long that really takes because it yeah. sounds like something that would take like a year. Yeah. But we met average. people who did it in a year and mm -hmm. then we met people who've been on the road for the past four years and uh -huh. they're still, they're still doing coming it. back to the States. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're still doing it. So that's funny. Well, that sounds like the more and, fun way to do it, but <laughs> yeah. 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 And there's people that do it back and forth or people that then they, when, once they get to Argentina, they send it via like ferry. Yeah. They ship the vehicle back. Huh. So there are all kinds of stories, I guess. But yeah, so we were stuck in Argentina, no vehicle, no van, <laughs> no anything. And my brother goes like, Hey, 
this is happening here. And I'm like, okay, let's kind of fly on a plane and fly there. Uh, said and done. We sold everything in Argentina and flew back, flew to mm-hmm. the States and, and bought the RV. That is so cool. And so this RV had a kind of special history, right? Yeah. It's a really sad I think we have story. to tell it, though, because it's, like, so special, especially now that you it guys is. are taking it. Yeah. Yeah. So the first owner bought it as a retirement mm-hmm. fishing vehicle or something like that. And he had it for, I guess, like a year or two. And he probably drove it like 3,000 miles and he dies. Mm-hmm. So... His wife, she hates this RV. She cannot drive it. She doesn't like to travel. And she just stores it for 20 years. 20 years. That's yes. big. Yes. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. And then his son-in-law goes like, hey, can I buy this RV from you? And she's like, yeah, sure. Take it. So his, other, his son-in-law takes over the, the RV. He's a, a mechanic, so he... Tune it up after 20 years of a car sitting still. You have mm-hmm. to do a lot of work. So right. he tuned it up and he had it for something like five years. And he got on a stage two or three Parkinson. Mm-hmm. So he can barely drive it anymore. And that's when we met him. And he's like, I would love to keep this vehicle, but it's not good for me anymore. Yeah. I cannot mm-hmm. use it. I cannot drive it. I cannot be away from very long and everything and it was in perfect conditions it had like eighteen thousand miles so it was perfect and it's like people's people dream of finding something like that like that has eighteen thousand miles and it's what like 25 years old or something like that yeah 30 30 30 30 30 it's 87 yeah eight this year it's turning 30 years <gasps> 30 so. years that's like a gold mine you know to find something like that so yeah. was, did yeah. you guys have to do much to con- like get it ready for your trip then, for your life? Well, the, the van was like, like the, the RV motor? was perfect, in perfect conditions. Everything worked, mm-hmm. uh, no leaks, the engine was perfect, the upholstery was in, like, again, they barely use it, so mm-hmm. it was in great condition, but it was old, so. It was 80s yeah. quiche with carpets and flowered wallpaper and pink curtains and pink everywhere <laughs> it's hard it to terrible. imagine pink in a in an rv because i always think rvs is like everything's tan you know yeah everything's tan, but that's <laughs> well i guess in the 80s they right. liked it pink for some reason <laughs> so yeah i guess it was like the second day we had it i started to go crazy mm-hmm. with the curtains and i started ripping them off from the wall going like i cannot see this anymore. <laughs> and ripping the 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 wallpaper. the wallpaper oh that was terrible and the carpet we had to wait but a couple of months later when we were visiting his brother back in mammoth um we redid the whole interior mm. we took the wallpapers painted um, white painted all white which but made a really big difference it probably felt a lot and bigger right it, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and yes. cleaner right right and then we put new curtains and we took the carpet out and put hardwood flooring. That made me really happy. I could not stand. <laughs> like, how can you live like in the world where you were outside all the time, going in and out and 
not the carpet was really dirty. Yeah, carpet like, was it was too. in good conditions, but it's right. still like it gets a lot of dirt. Right. Now that we have the wooden floor, I am kind of a clean freak and I pass the broom at least two times a day like I have to especially now that we're in the sand right <laughs> well and I think uh you have to almost be a little bit of a neat freak if you're going to live in such a small space or you'd yes. go crazy you know yes it yeah. sort of comes together so um, oh god no sorry that if you're not a neat freak you learn to be kind of mm-hmm. because if not everything fall like you start driving and fail and things will just fall and <laughs> it could even break so yeah that's true you have think to have that. it tidy right I guess that's the moment where it's most tidy. Like the moment we have to leave, everything is exactly in the place it has to be. So nothing falls. How often do you guys move from place to place? That's a good question. Uh, It's we we don't plan much. Mm -hmm. We just Mm -hmm. drive, and we whenever we're in a place that we like, Mm -hmm. we stop, and whenever we get Mm -hmm. bored, we move again. Mm That could be two days, it could be a week, it could be a month. Okay. Like, we, we never stayed a month almost anywhere, unless that we were doing something specific, like oh, we working st- on our mm-hmm. website or something mm-hmm. like that, where we had to actually mm-hmm. stop. And But I would guess, in, I would say, like, in an average, we do it a week or even less. Five days. Four or five days, yeah. 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 That's nice. Yeah, so. and then, like, we, we would get suggested places. Like, I don't know, this place is amazing. We would drive there, and we're like, oh, this is not my standard of amazing. <laughs> so we keep on driving and find our amazing. Yeah. So uh, so tell me some of the places you've been to so far. Like, what parts of Ooh. the country? So did we tell you that we've been on the well, road you told for me, but eight you didn't months? <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell the listeners where you've been so far. So eight months you've been on the road? Yes. Okay. So mostly we've been on the West Coast, and our main objective on this trip is doing all the national parks in the States. How many national parks are there in the States? Even though I should know that. I totally get that. 59. 59. How many have you done? (laughs) <laughs> I think we're done like 12 or there. No, we're not even. Not even. Oh, not even. We have some <laughs> stickers. Yeah, not even. But if we do this, we're not going to Hawaii and we're not going to Alaska. Yeah, we right. cannot do it. Okay. We would do like the ones in, in, Main con- yeah. in mainland continental. Right. Although Alaska could be a fun, in the right time of year, fun way to get there up through Canada and everything. But yeah, that's that adds a whole lot. To the whole planet. Yeah, and we've read and followed other travelers who went to Alaska, got their van broke there, mm. and then they ran out of time for the snowstorms, oh. and they got caught there for the whole winter. And yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody. No. No. So it's, it's a big <laughs> risk. You have to go there on the perfect timing to okay. not get caught. So in the in the in the continental U.S., how many are there then? Like. 50, maybe 50 or so. Yeah, roundish. Maybe or a little bit less, actually, because Alaska, Alaska has, has eight. Like, yeah. Alaska oh, wow. Has eight okay. national parks. And Hawaii has another bunch. Okay. Still, though, that's a lot. And yeah, um, yeah. and most of them are on the west coast. No, on the Rockies. On the, on well, the Rockies. Like, okay. On that. Okay. 
left side of the country. So you're getting yeah. there. You're, you're already you've already yeah. hit more than me, so you win. <laughs> so yeah, we've been like we started driving. Oh, so we got to the states in summer, which nobody told us about the June gloom, the gray May, and the <laughs> July. I don't know what, but we had to wear down jackets at the beach in yeah. summer. Horrible. We we wanted to escape. We were in Argentina back then. It was getting cold. It was winter. And we were so happy to go to sunny California, be by the beach, just wearing a dress. Like, and no, we got there and it was gray, foggy, rainy. And we're like, what is this? What happened to the sunny California? That's well, been the surprising like thing. It's surprising to me when I first went there too, how, how it can be so foggy on the beach. I had no idea. I thought yeah. too, it was like Baywatch, right? Everything's sunny all the time. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. running on the That's beach. That's winter. Yeah. <laughs> That's in winter. That's right, crazy. Right, right. So, so yeah. After being on on the on the coast for a couple of days and checking out that the mm-hmm. weather wasn't getting any good, we started traveling on the Sierras and the mountains, mm-hmm. where there was beautiful. Like it was sunny, it was warm, mm. and it was just perfect. So we drove all the way up to Canada, mainly on the Sierras and mm-hmm. inland. Mm-hmm. West Coast inland. Right. So we drove all of California, uh, Sequoia National Park, King Ca- Kings Canyon, Yosemite, uh, Lassen Volcanic, Volcanic, Redwoods. Redwoods. Ah, oh, I love the Redwoods. Then into Oregon. Well, there we tried to go to, to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I hated it because it was raining. It yeah, was right. windy. Right. It was horrible. Yes, Aww. and I had been there before with my family a couple of years ago, and it was the weather was really nice, mm-hmm. and that made me realize that it there is a it's super influential the weather, mm-hmm. especially when you're going to a new place that you haven't been before. Right. Because he hated it, and I'm like, I'm not a city person, but this is a beautiful city. Right. And he's right. like, I don't see it. This is crap. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. So, it's, it's like sixty five on average there year round, which I was really surprised about that when I was out there too. I thought that it was, I always thought it was like 80 every day and, you know, yeah. beautiful and it's foggy majority of the time. Yeah. And on bay. our way back, which was kind of, was it November on our way back from like going from North to South, we went back there again and we got the perfect weather mm. and we even got, we even overstayed. We were planning just going by and we stayed for like four days because it was so beautiful and we loved it. Well, I'm yeah. glad so we gave it a second yeah. chance. I'm glad San Francisco it redeemed worked. itself with you because I <laughs> would hate to have that on record, like that San Francisco did not cover it, did not cut it. No, yeah, it took us two trips <laughs> yeah. to like San Francisco. So, um, what has been like your the thing that has been the most beautiful thing that you've seen that you just like so far in eight months? Uh, for me, it was our first day in a national park in the States. That was like 10 days after we got to the States. Mm-hmm. We were just parked in Sequoia National Park and we see this bear cub. Aww. Like maybe. First day. Like, yeah, first day. We don't have bears in Argentina. Oh, okay. That's even better. I mean, yeah, that's, so that's why it's even better. I, yeah. I never seen a bear in my life. Uh-huh. And then we just pull out, park there, 
and there's a bear right there in the wild. Like uh-huh. we saw a wild bear. For us was like, what? And it was a cub. Yeah, it we, was a we cub. We didn't see the mom, but we're like, okay, we just let's keep a distance because right. the mama is somewhere watching right. us. <laughs> Likely some good good take on that one. Yeah. I mean, you've been in you've been in the states though quite a bit, both of you, right, with your families. Like you were, and you were a snowboard instructor in the states as well, Conan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I used to come here like ten years ago. Okay. And teach snowboarding in Mammoth Mountain. Okay. So you so you've been around it, but you just said they hadn't seen a bear yet. They had not shown. Well, it was winter, right. so they were hibernating or something. Right. Right. That's probably true. That's what I hear. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's. I wondered if you could um, describe what it was that got you inspired to be like how like a lot of people think I would love to do van life. I would love to live a nomadic life, but they don't have the. They just don't take the leap. Like, do you know? Can you? Is there something like along your whole life that made this seem like the right thing, or was it like just a moment? Can you describe that? I know it's a tough question. I can tell by the looks on your face. Like, I'll have to think about this one. <laughs> so, I, I, I see myself and my family sees me as this psychedelic sheep of the family. I'm not the white sheep. I'm not the black sheep. I'm the psychedelic one. That helps a lot mm-hmm. to just not try to not be in the system and be like, mm-hmm. I'm not against it. I'm just like, I don't have that urge of like buying a house right now at least and and settle down. I feel the world is huge and mm-hmm. I need to travel it. So mm-hmm. if and then everything is possible. So if you ever think like, oh, I want to travel, you should actually do it and you should pull it off because it's possible. If I could pull it off, yeah. anybody can pull it off. Mm. Exactly. It's, I think that people that actually go like, oh, I would love to try the van life. First step, get a van. Mm-hmm. Second step, go. put a couch inside, <laughs> sleep for a couple of nights and see how you see feel. You. And right. then just start driving away. And you get used to it and you start. It's not a normal life, but it's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, I mean, beautiful. It's- it's not for everyone, but the one who has the urge should definitely try it. Um, you just said, like, taking the leap. And in Spanish, we have a saying that it's like jumping to the pool. Mm-hmm. And that's just a saying, you know what? Yeah, just jump into the pool. And how I see us, we just jumped into a pool that was empty. And we're failing the pool with our hands and buckets and one by one filling it. So... It's not like we started this trip knowing everything or mm-hmm. having a perfect plan. We we make it as we go by, hmm. I guess. So it's just like take the risk and just go for it. Even if you don't have everything planned and imagine as you want it. Because there's something that you learn traveling is that plans change all the time. And you have to get used to that and replan and redo them and just take a breath and... Yeah, do it. <laughs> well, you just had that last week, right? We had our conversation and we were going to record yes. that. It was like, oh, <laughs> we're going to have to take a break. <laughs> what happened <laughs> What happened with the van last week? With the van? Well, with or the was van it the itself, van? It didn't have, no, it, it wasn't a problem with the van. Actually, the van was in perfect conditions. Was, it was a thing with, 
problems with our passports and visas that we have to oh. redo them before we go back to the states. Yeah, okay. so it's bureaucratic paperwork that we have to take care right. eventually. Right. It's complicated, so, isn't it? It's 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 complicated, which is unfortunate. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, it's it's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, we never read the tiny letters on the <laughs> bottom of the papers, right. and there's a lot of information there. Right, yeah. a lot of information, and so when, the first time we came to the states, uh, we came on a waiver visa. That's that means that we don't have to go to any embassy and ask for a visa. We have mm. it is there; it just exists, and they let you be inside the states for. 90 days mm-hmm. so we were in the states for 90 days and we crossed to canada and when we are trying to get back into the states from canada the officer there goes like okay you cannot come back i'm like why not there's like i show you the passport you stamp it i go back <laughs> easy peasy man <laughs> and uh then he goes like, no, yeah, you're on a waiver visa. That means that you have to fly back home for a decent amount of time before you can come mm-hmm. back. And Which I'm is like, tricky oh my God. since you're in Canada with the van at this point. Yes. Well, we that was the thing. Yeah. Like we had no other country to go. It was... Yeah. If, if that happened on the Mexican side, yeah, whatever. I just turn around and uh-huh. keep driving south. Right. And But we were in Canada. You cannot oh. go anywhere from Canada, at least driving. So then the guy told us like, yeah, this, this visa, you have to go back to your, to your home and stay there for some time before you were able to, to come back. And then I'm freaking out. I'm like, dude, I have my van, my dog, my life in here. Like you cannot tell me that I have to fly to Argentina, stay there like six months before I can come back. Mm -hmm. So we talked him into, and he's like, oh, okay, you, you look like cool guys. He stamped us back into the States. So we were lucky. We were, we were really lucky. That, lucky. that guy that was so cool. We got, it was luck. Like the guy that right. stamped our passports ended up being really nice. And he saw that we didn't, we were not planning to stay illegally in the States. We just wanted to do the national parks. And he's like, okay, yeah, you can come in. So he gave us um, 90, more 90 more days. That's and we very actually, lucky. I, like when he first approached us going like okay here we have a problem i'm like okay at least stamp us for 10 days so Mm -hmm. we can so we are able to drive to mexico Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so that was my request it's like if there's a problem just stamp me in long enough to to drive across and and no he ended up like stamping us for long enough to continue our travels that was quite lucky yeah yeah, so mm-hmm. now we're in Mexico, and we're flying back to Argentina and getting, like, a proper visa that lasts longer, so mm. we can be in the States for 180 days at a time, mm-hmm. and we don't, we're not required to fly back okay. home to be able to come back in. But I think you gave a good, I think you sent out, uh, sent out a message that people think they have to have everything figured out before they go on a trip. But like, here's a couple of great examples where you didn't have it all figured out. You ran into a couple of obstacles, yet you can figure it out then. You know what I mean? It's not exactly. like you have to have some sort of like full thousand page guidebook on every detail that you're going to run into before you leave. And I think people are afraid sometimes of taking that leap because they don't know it all. But there's always people to help. People show up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And 
it's like when when you're living on the road or you're taking a a trip that it's long, mm-hmm. you cannot plan on ev- in every single detail because something on some point will go wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it, this is not a two week uh, vacation in a resort. Right. This is like <laughs> months and months and months of traveling and moving and something. Yeah. Eventually, something. The goes weather, up. the the van. The car might break. Yeah, the so weather might happen. be bad. Like whatever. Or things even sometimes happen. good things happen. Like maybe sometimes you meet someone great on the road, and you were planning to three days later be somewhere else, and you end up staying for a week in mm-hmm. this new place just because you met someone that you really liked and you wanted to spend time. So it's like the good and the bad things. It's such a beautiful yeah, way to live, though, that you can <laughs> follow that in like that um, spark, whatever you're doing, you know, and and the hard things, the van breaking down and different things like that. Those are the things that um, build character and build strength. You know what I mean? The resiliency mm-hmm. to get through those obstacles. So it's all a kind of a great life experience in, in general, just the whole experience. It, it builds things that you can use everywhere in life. Totally. So. Yeah, a good advice is don't plan anything. <laughs> Buy a van and start driving. Just do it. Just do anything it. that you plan, it's not gonna work mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's not meant to work. So I'm sure some people out there are wondering, well, like, how do you do this? When, like, how do you fund? How do you pay for gas and food and whatever things that you need along the way? What, how have you funded this trip for yourselves? To, what, oh, to good whatever question. degree you want to explain, I mean, it's it's up to you. But oh yeah, yeah, we're we're both photographers. So on we first started a, the trip with savings, then we got sponsored by some Argentinian brands that mm-hmm. wanted to work with us and sponsor our trip. So we started with that. Then our contract with this brands finished, and we're still traveling. So we're still living on savings. And at the same time, trying to find sponsors mm-hmm. to to make this work. There's a website called Patreon, Patreon which yeah. is so people can sign in there. And if you're a, a blogger, a video, uh, a video blogger, uh, whatever a kind of art, a podcaster, a podcaster, yeah. of uh-huh. course, yes, <laughs> that too. People will donate uh, X amount of money. Mm-hmm per month or per project. Let's say mm-hmm. if you're a podcaster on this month, you do five podcasts, Right. you get paid five times okay. or you can hmm. pitch in by month where every month you, you get paid for. And there's a lot of people out there who love this lifestyle, but they cannot have it. Mm-hmm. And they're really supportive. Like, mm-hmm. Not only in in sponsoring wise, but um, in any sense, like they invited us. Like in Canada, we met this guy, and he invited us to his house to take showers, and invited a bunch of friends, and we ended up having a party there. And like, there's a lot of people that love this lifestyle, and they're super open, mm-hmm. and they're really helpful. Well, you have such great stories too, and and such a like. I love the fact that you've come, you came from Argentina, but you also have traveled around the world. So, how fun would it be to hang out with you guys and have a party, right? And hear some stories <laughs> and all that. Um, and I do one of the things that you say a lot, Canon, that I really Here, let, like. Let me 
What? Let me say something okay. about that. Like the funny part is this guy, he was like what, like early fifties? Yeah. And he traveled ten times more than us. Really? And all of his friends, like they were into sailing, like mm-hmm. cross continental yeah. sailing travels. Wow. This Italian guy have traveled the whole world in in his van, and he he actually went to Himalayas and 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 climb. I think it was Everest or or this big, big mountain. mountain. <laughs> so we were like we were like little pigeons there. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> so so do you still keep, do you have contact information for them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, okay. So you can just uh, share with that with me after the show, right? I'll just like. <laughs> I think I want to go there and meet him and his friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really nice. So one of the yeah, things yeah. that you say are a lot, Conan, is. Everything is possible. And I think it's so reflective of having an optimistic lifestyle that you almost need to take these on these kind of adventures. Or at least you need to get to where you are, you have to have optimism. You know, I think people that are living a little bit more realist or pessimistic that are just like afraid to take risk, they need to like flex that risk muscle and keep trying things to like build that and, and get to that point. But you have this like just aura about you that everything is possible. And that you say it all the time. I mean, in our two conversations, I think I've heard you say it like probably five or ten times, which is cool. <laughs> which is cool because that's um, that's how I think as well. Everything is possible. And it's such a great motto for life, you know. It is. It is. Yeah i i don't I don't believe that anything is impossible. If somebody could do it, then you can. It's not gonna be easy. It might look easy, but it's not gonna be easy. Mm-hmm. And. It's only that. It's just going to it and do is that, it. Is that how you've just always been? Were you like born that way, or is are your whole family that way? Or <laughs> go Talk ahead by your side because he's he's more optimist than me. Definitely. I got no idea where I got this from. <laughs> but I bet, like, if I want to be a lawyer, I could be a lawyer. If I want to be a fan lifer, I, I could. I can do whatever right, I want. Right. Because you started right. out at law school, right? Yeah, I started in law school. That right. didn't last for very long. <laughs> I was too intelligent for them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, it wasn't your thing. It wasn't your thing, and you knew that pretty no, quickly. No, it wasn't yeah. my thing. Right. No, no, no. In fact, uh, like, how do you call the guy who runs law school? The, the, like the top like the guy. Dean? The, the dean? Yeah, yeah, the dean. Yeah, the dean. Right. After my first semester, he comes over to me. I had a class with him. And he came to me and was like, you're too much of a nice guy to be here. Oh. <laughs> like, this is for people not more ambitious because I'm super ambitious. Right. But I don't know. I, I cannot translate his words. But basically, it comes down like you're too nice of a right. you're, you're too much of a nice guy to be a lawyer. Right. And I'm like, cool. That's a good thing. I don't know what I'm going to do next, but mm-hmm. whatever. And that's when I started traveling, actually. Thank you, mm. Dean of Law School. <laughs> You'll have to send him this recording, the Dean of the Law School. <laughs> yeah. What did you do before yeah. you started doing Van Life, Kelly? What was your What was your work? Um, Besides when photographer. When I school, um, yeah, I studied photography. One thing I've wanted to do all my life since I was 11 years old, actually, um, because of a school project. I have this passion for monkeys, especially chimpanzees and gorillas. And 
Jane Goodall was like my idol. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to be an ethologist, which is the, the study the animal, like behavior animal. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I still don't know where I could study this or what to do. So I'll study photography first. Sounds uh-huh. like a good tool to have. Um, and then I went to biology school in Argentina which I didn't like how they taught it, and mm-hmm. it was super competitive. I didn't like it at all. And so I guess I put that on hold, and I just decided to travel to Australia with my best friend, and then Conan came to visit. So the ethology, biology part of me is now on hold. It, I know at some point of my life mm-hmm. I'm still going to be able to go there and at least see them and be with uh, the monkeys. Africa is really on my wish, like my bucket list. Mm-hmm. But I'm still young. I know I'm gonna get there. Um, and and I recently became a health coach, which oh. sounded like yes, I am a holistic health coach. I did a, an online course while we were in Patagonia, which was perfect because mm-hmm. I had good internet connection, and it was actually a place from the states, from New York. And I was able to do it from Patagonia, which was perfect. Um, it's been hard to being on the road and trying to see how I can work with this. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been paused for this type of lifestyle that we've been <laughs> having, but I know it's possible because I, right. my idea is to get uh, clients, which my my problem is finding them, mm-hmm. especially when you're moving a lot. But my idea is to get clients and be able to just coach them via Skype or phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's this six month program where I'll just coach the people to have a better lifestyle and change habits to be healthier. Um, so for now, my client is Conan and her dog, <laughs> I guess, and me. <laughs> Did you make up the food that time? Was that you who made up like some food because you were out of dog out of the dog food? Yes. I, that's what I saw on Instagram, I think. I remember yes. saying, it looks really good, actually. It was like... <laughs> yeah, sometimes she eats better than us. Um, that's too funny. Yeah, so we ran out of her food, and she it's, she's the queen of the house. She is literally the queen. And What's her name? And yes, her name is Bali. Bali? Bali. Yeah. Okay. Conan, that's, that's a really nice story. Gonna rescue her in Nicaragua seven years ago. You did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I was in this town in Nicaragua, and long story short, we ended we ended up meeting this guy who was a vet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Hey, I need to show you something," and he takes me to Shandy Town in, in Granada, Nicaragua, and this guy's pull out this big beastie dog and she's like this is the dad and i'm like they're being all tough about it and i'm like what the hell is going on here and they're telling me they're fighting dogs which mm. is a big thing there yeah. and they pull out three puppies and they're like pick one i will sell it for you for 40 bucks and i'm like what i'm a backpacker i don't need a dog <laughs> but what, what's gonna happen with a dog if i don't take it and they're like they're going to be used for training. I'm like, what? Give me a dog. (laughs) Give me a dog. Come on, come on, come on. (laughs) And I ended up taking this 
20 day old puppy <gasps> to a hostel being like, they're going to kick me out. <laughs> oh, like, no. what am I doing? I'm in a hostel. Like, <laughs> fortunately, it was a Nicaragua and hostels are super cheap. So mm-hmm. I upgraded to a private room. Oh. Not shared. <laughs> so, and I was so scared when I was bringing her in. I'm like, they're going to kick me out. They're going right. to kick me out. I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight. And then the girl on the front desk, she's she's super cool about it. She's like, no, no, I got puppy. And she started playing with her. And I'm like, yes. Well, I mean, like a 20-day-old dog, they're still nursing, right? They're still weaning. I mean, like, how do they? She she barely had her eyes open. Where is she? We'll have to to include a picture of her in the post for sure. Yes. Right under. (laughs) What kind of dog is she? Is she a... She she's a mix sleeping. of pitbull and oh, american bulldog she's so cute. And... oh my gosh she's so cute you guys wait till you get to see a picture <laughs> of her she's like um copper and white she's beautiful beautiful yeah oh. it, a, a lot of van life people have their dogs with them don't they yeah uh yeah a lot of people travel with dogs yeah that's and, nice well i I think we started traveling on a van because of her. Mm, right. Because we weren't able to stay everywhere and, and, and move around in regular transportation with her. You right. know, like getting, yeah. getting on planes with a dog is not easy. Uh, checking into hotels or hostels with mm-hmm. a full-grown dog, it's difficult. A right. puppy is cute, so right. they normally <laughs> let you. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So what's the hardest, like, I was wondering, I have a couple questions about just the lifestyle itself. Like, what what was, if you can think of something that was a lot easier than you thought it would be. Was there something that you thought this is going to be hard or difficult living this way, but it turned out to be easier than you thought? One of the things I would say would be bone docking. We thought it was going to be difficult to, like, not be spending money every time in a camping and Actually, in the States, it ended up being really easy to just boondock. What does that Anywhere. mean? Anywhere. What, what does that mean? Boondock is the art <laughs> of camping for free. Oh, okay. New terms. Boondocking. Okay. <laughs> Which is really big for people who live on the road. Like, so you mean besides Walmart? Besides Walmart. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Walmart is a big, it's a big thing. In fact, they say you're not a real van lifer until you spend a decent amount of nights in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> I don't know if I made that up or I actually heard it, <laughs> but it should be in the instruction manual. <laughs> yeah. Thank, and, you. Thank uh, you, Walmart. Let's give Walmart a shout out for that, right? That's yeah. pretty nice. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> Walmart, REI, and all those cool, cool places. Yeah. They let us park there for free. So our first night, like, we bought the van in L.A. We stayed there for a couple of days at our friends. And our first night, we're like, we did some research. But researching from far away, it's difficult to take on practice once you get to a place. Like, mm-hmm. things change. So uh, we drove all day, and we get to this beautiful spot. I start looking for a camping. And when I get to a camping, the guy goes like, yes. 35 bucks Mm -hmm. i'm like 35 bucks a day i cannot afford this on a 30-day basis like there's no way i could it's too much it's too much so i just turned around on the spot and was like whatever there's a 
this big piece of land out there right. and we'll just park there next to a lake. It ended up being BLM land. And I actually heard something about that. Heard, sorry. I read it on uh-huh. the internet where you can camp for free in BLM land. What is BLM? I, Bureau Land Management. Okay. I know. Oh, it's just like or, an acronym or, for some business or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. it's not a business. Or it's a like government? national forest. It's national okay. forest. Yeah, okay. it's a gover- government piece of land. Okay. And it's free for everybody to nice. camp there. Nice. So we started looking for BLM land and national forests that are mm-hmm. free to camp. And since we're really into nature, mm-hmm. that's perfect for us. Right. And in national parks, we would just pull over on, on, mm-hmm. on whatever parking lot we would find and just spend the night there. Hmm. And we didn't have a problem. We with never it. had a problem. As long as you're quiet, mm-hmm. clean, and just spend one night, nothing happens. Hmm. So... That's national a, parks they're that's a good tip full yeah it is because the first night we were like okay let's see what happens no one came to knock on a door or anything mm-hmm. so we would just move around the different parking lots some would have the perfect the most amazing views mm-hmm. yeah even better than the campsites even, right exactly even better right. than the campsites and some maybe would be next to a road where like cars go by but right it was, it was so yeah. so what was harder than you thought it would be what was something you thought oh this part will be easy and then it turned out to be a lot harder getting do- dog food in mexico <laughs> ah. that's the hardest thing i have experienced yeah. in the past eight months of traveling <laughs> it's giving me more headache the dog than the actual visa and getting tickets and flying right. back to Argentina to figure this out. Yeah, and which that is one of the the hard things too, like right. having to be reading about the visas uh-huh. and passports expiring and not being able to um, like redo them in any country. You have to mm-hmm. go back to your country. So, I so guess where what will that, you do with the van while you're when you fly to Argentina? What will happen with the van? We take turns. We're going to take turns. So oh, I'm going to go first for okay. a couple of weeks. Okay. Do all my visas and passports and spend some family and friends quality okay. time. And while Quinn stays here with Bali and the motorhome and then we switch. Will you she go up into back. the States then when you get back, Callie? Or will you stay in Mexico and wait? No, this is still... and we, ha- we still have to wait in Mexico so we can get our visas again. Okay, okay. So we'll find a nice... We... Yeah, we'll find a nice spot, like an an a camp a campgrounds here actually mm-hmm. cheaper, much cheaper than the states. We've been sleeping more in campgrounds here um, than in the states, and they're quite yep. nice, right? Yeah, yeah they're, they're really nice. nice. They're really nice. People are super friendly and everything. So, so how much longer do you think you have out ahead of you to get to all the national parks and complete your your leg of this uh, part of your life? I bet like two years. Yeah. Give That's, it or take. Okay. Two years avoiding winter. That would be. We're trying to avoid the winter. So in the winter, we would still escape. Yeah. So let's say we'll go back into the States in May and travel the States for six months. Then leave the States for the winter where we're going to travel Central America. Okay. And then back in the States for next summer. Okay. You know, there's a lot of part of the states that don't have winter. You know that, right? Like, 
Texas yeah. is not Florida. Texas, Florida. They're, they don't give. <laughs> we any... have to keep on the southern part. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. could do that, but Central America is pretty cool too. Yeah, so want to travel that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we weren't like making it look like the whole continent was Siberia or something like that. It has, yeah. it oh, has no, 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 no <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I've been in Miami during the winter, and yeah, it's pretty warm there. It is pretty warm <laughs> in the winter there. Yeah. 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 So do you think, um, once you're done with this, then do you guys, well, I guess you just don't plan out that far ahead, which is the fun part, right? You don't go, what's no. next? Yeah. We don't know if in the middle of the trip, we'll find some place that we will love and just stay there forever right. or just whenever we finish North and Central America traveling, just get our van shipped to Europe and do the same thing there mm-hmm. or Africa or who knows. Like How fun. Then you can we don't go know. see the monkeys. I'm open for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, that's actually no. a must. Yeah. Right. I know. Africa is a must. Right. So um, <laughs> my question would be, I can't imagine wanting, I, I can't imagine me knowing me being in such tight quarters with somebody so long. So is there, <laughs> are there any like times where you just go, okay, get out of the van. I need like some space <laughs> or how does that, does it ever happen? Or are you guys just so compatible? It's like just bliss all the time. <laughs> well, no, nothing is perfect. It is bliss most of the time. Actually, we, on the first trip that we did together, that was back in Australia where we lived like for two months in a tent and we got really along. And that's when we were like, okay, we can do this. We're compatible for traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like actually we spend 24 hours, we've been spending the last 24 hours for together, together for eight months and there hasn't been any major fights or anything. We uh, have a really nice relationship, which we, it's a perfect balance. Even sometimes we wake up and maybe I'm feeling a little more negative and he's super positive and he gets me out of bed and mm-hmm. like, okay, let's go do this. And sometimes it's the other way around. So it's like, it's a, it's a nice balance. Yeah. And if you're, if you're in a moody day, you just need to communicate well and, mm-hmm. and tell your partner, or mm-hmm. whoever is next to you, it could be your friend or whatever. Right. It's going like, you know something, I'm not having a good day. Whatever yeah. I say today, just don't pay <laughs> attention. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. And just don't pay yeah. attention, you know, like ignore, ignore. <laughs> I just, I just saw like a little poster that said like, ignore what I said. It was winter, <laughs> which is yeah. pretty much six months of don't just ignore everything yeah. I said for ignore six months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's so, good yeah, to hear. I don't think all couples did. could say that, that you guys. Yeah, no, well, I feel really grateful for the relationship we have and how good we get along and yeah in fact i don't know how i'm gonna pull it off when she leaves to put aside for a couple of weeks i'm gonna be like what the hell right I bet. <laughs> what do we do now <laughs> that'll be weird won't it yeah well maybe you'll have some friends that you've made wherever you kind of hang out for that two weeks so that you'll have someone to you'll make friends you'll have something to. oh yeah yeah, yeah. i was actually thinking about flying a friend over here oh boy but then i'm going but then I'm going to Buenos Aires right next, like, after right. Bali comes back. So I'm like, I'm going to see him then. Yeah, but then you could fly back with him. See, it would all, it would all work out really well. That could happen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, I think that we have covered some pretty good stories about van life and what you're doing. It has been so good hearing your stories. I was wondering if you could tell people where they can find you so they can read more about what you're up to. 
Sure. Our we keep mostly up to date the in, our Instagram account. That's the most active social social media that we have. That it's at uh, W A Nomads. Okay. I'll go again at <laughs> W A Nomads, and then we have a blog that it's uh, W A Nomads dot blog. Right. And you guys post out there like maybe once a week or something like that? Or, yes. Oh, okay. Like yeah. just a kind of a yeah, conglomerate like, story of, of, an, of a space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How you keep the family up to date. We actually started it. <laughs> yeah. We actually started it like, what, two months ago? Two months ago. We, yeah, it took us a um, whole month to. to right. Seven months, seven months of, of traveling. Of traveling. And oh. so now we keep it, we keep it really up to date for now like every week or so we write now i'm reminding yeah you should i have to write one (laughs) it's time time for the next one today is a blog day (laughs) i'm gonna write a blog today (laughs) okay there you go we all heard it so there'll be a new one to look for right away (laughs) all right well this has been so fun getting to know you and i'm looking so forward to continuing to follow your story because it's super inspiring and and you really the two of you do have just such a great aura about you and Mm-hmm. I'm kind of jealous of all the people they get to meet you on the road and uh, can't be there hanging out with it too. Be fun. Be really fun. <laughs> well, well, we'll meet you when we go to the stage. We'll definitely. Definitely. Cause all right. Well, thank you so much. And we'll talk with you again soon. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Thank Bye. you. Oh, did I tell you that they were awesome? I'm telling you, I can't get them out of my mind ever since we did the conversation because I sort of fell in love with them. They're just utterly delightful, utterly delightful. And I admire so much the choices that they're making that suit who they are in their lives right now. So did you catch the phrase I was talking about that Conan said multiple times? Everything is possible, everyone. Everything is possible. I try to use that whenever I'm feeling stuck. Everything is possible. I also thought about when they talked um, about how they don't have a plan. You know, they basically... They go from one place to the next based on how they feel. If they're getting bored, they move on to the next place. If they see something lovely, they stop there. And I thought, what if we just did that throughout our day? Instead of just feeling like this is the routine, going, mm-hmm. I'm getting bored. I'm going to move on to something different. Oh, this is amazing. I'm going to do this for a while. So think about that. Until next time, thanks for listening. So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining.